You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droybridge Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now, I'm pleased to say with us we've got Claire Cross, who's a fitness and wellbeing coach from Bromsgrove, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes. Hello. Hello. Now, the new year is... It's that time of year where we all, we've had the Christmas excess, we've all eaten too much turkey mm-hmm. and other stuff, we've all drank too much booze, <laughs> can't get in a gym for love normally, no. people with their new flashy trainers and new towels and everything are taking <laughs> up all the machines that you, you were on just a few weeks ago before Christmas. Um, so this is traditionally the um, time of year when people do try and get fit and stuff and improve mm-hmm. their lifestyle. So. When you contacted us, I thought, this is perfect. This was just the kind of thing we need for January. So <laughs> meant tell to me, be. It is meant to be. It was written in the stars. Tell me a bit about um, how long you've been doing it and what it is you exactly do. Okay, so I have been in the fitness industry for oh, over 15 years now. I can never quite remember how many years it is. A long time. Um, mainly teaching group exercise classes. That's my big passion. I love doing Um, But I've also worked management side in fitness as well. Um, And then probably about maybe 10 years ago, went self-employed and just taught the classes. Um, But recently moved more into kind of doing online wellness coaching. Um, So that's the fitness side of it. But the nutrition side, the mindset side, um, just kind of doing it more from a sort of 360 you know, degree approach to fitness because some of those classes as well, they've all got powerful names, haven't they? Like body mm. pump, body yeah. combat, yeah. you know, and all these, uh, all these things. What do you do in, in that respect then? Do you, do you advise people what would be best for them for what they want? Because obviously everybody's got different fitness outcomes, mm-hmm. haven't they? Some people yep. want to slim down, mm-hmm. other people want to train for a specific sporting event. Is yeah. it a case of tailoring the, uh, the program to the person? Well, for me, with the, obviously with gym classes, people are just coming to me because they want the, the class that I teach. So it'd be like a body condition class or a Pilates class so they're coming to me for specific goals to do with that um with regards to anything online or the the offerings that I do on my social media so I try and give lots of tips and advice I try and keep it really well-rounded so more for wellness for well-being mental well-being and general fitness um so yeah it does depend what what sort of things people are and obviously a lot of the people that come to me I guess um women I tend to be my clientele and generally they're looking for weight loss to start with that's what they come to me saying they want to lose weight they want to get fit and that's kind of this umbrella goal but then as I get to know them I start to pick out there's other things going on there as well and it becomes a bit more about everything it's about lifestyle stress sleep um everything because very often i mean if you do look after your body and get that right then your mind will follow because Mm. i mean i i do a lot of cycling swimming running and without that i think i'd be in a bad place yeah absolutely i would totally agree and it's interesting you mentioned that there and i read read it on your website earlier because people think about exercise and they think about weight loss uh, down to diet but a lot of it is, you know, um, sleeping for eight hours a night mm. or however much you need and getting two litres of water yep. a day. It's a good base thing to do, isn't it? To- Definitely. And that's the thing. I think people come to New Year, New New Year, New Me. And I don't think people need a new me. You don't need to be someone new. You just need to maybe be a better version of yourself and give yourself the best possible start. So just start small, like with drinking water. You know, some people might not. I'm, I'm sometimes amazed still that people don't drink any water, but a lot of people still don't. But obviously for me, that's a habit that I've had for years, drinking water. So even if it's one glass of water a day, instead of your cup of coffee, or instead of your cup of tea, and sleep is the big one. That is what, even with any of my 
coaching clients is like how many hours of sleep do you get because if you're not sleeping properly you're not going to want to get up and do the workout you're not going to want to eat properly because your body is going to crave carbs like refined carbohydrate because it's going to give you the energy that you need it's going to crave caffeine to get you through the day Um, and you will naturally crave high fat high sugar food when you haven't had sleep so sleep is like a big thing and I think it's it's not an easy one for everyone to work at, especially when you've got small children, which I have. I know that. And I always put my hands up. I'm like, you can try your best, basically. You can control the controllables is like my favourite thing to say. Mm. You know, try and do what you can do. You know, if you can switch off social media a couple of hours before you go to bed, you know, so you're not stimulated, do some reading before you go to bed, all those little tips that, you know, you could just help yourself to get a better night's sleep and yes if the children get up in the night you just have to deal with it but if you can get the best night's sleep you could possibly get then you are more inclined to do a workout you're more inclined to make better choices with your food having more energy to to think about what you want to eat you know especially with the this hype of clients i deal with they've got so much to think about already so if you're sleep deprived you know a pizza is going to come out a takeaway pizza or you know something like that so yeah little things just getting better sleep drinking some water is a start i think with the drinking water everybody does it in the summer don't they They mm, drink yeah. four liters a day yeah. in the summer i mean i was freezing squash in overnight in the freezer and then i was mm. letting it melt throughout the day when it was when we were at our peak in the sunshine but um yeah you've, you've hit the nail on the head with me certainly because you know t- at midnight i'll be up at one o'clock and you find ridiculous things to do you think i'll just mm check facebook i'll just check twitter i'll just do this and then when you get to midnight and 1am a you haven't had a good a good night's sleep because if you've got to get up at seven you're already only down to six hours mm. but you also go oh i feel a bit hungry i think yeah. i'll have a even if it's a nutrigrade or a bowl of cereal it's still something you wouldn't have eaten had you gone to bed at mm. 10 or half 10 so there's the water and the sleep, which I vowed to do in 2020. I'm failing at the moment, but I will try and do <laughs> it's that. It's only two weeks yeah, in. Yeah, it's You've only got two time. weeks in. I think that, that's another thing as well, isn't it? People always do it from the 2nd of January, yeah. which is probably not the best time to do it mm. because your stomach's probably expanded a bit because you've been eating. So eating loads over the festive season. And then it's kind of like, excuse the pun with Christmas, a kind of cold turkey, isn't it, when it yeah. comes to uh, mm. when it comes to um, food and drink because you've gone from a massive amount mm. and then all of a sudden you're trying to starve yourself. Yep. And then I think the other thing that you um, you said as well in the email was that you don't want it to be like a fad or a diet or mm-hmm. a change. It's got to be something that people can stick to. Exactly. So it can't be too extreme. Yeah. But it's got to be something that, that people can can um, can stick to. And it's about changing your lifestyle long term, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. It's got to be achievable. But the biggest thing, it's got to be enjoyable. And depriving yourself of everything, mm. literally from the January the 2nd, and saying, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to do this. And everything becomes this punishment and you're it just comes from a really negative place that's not going to be sustainable because you'll get to a you'll do it for three weeks four weeks maybe and you'll be on it and you're like yes I'm ready for this but something will come up a stress will come up in your life which it always does you know whether that's a big stress a little stress and old habits will creep back in and because you've seen it as a punishment anyway it's easier to kind of think oh do you know what I can't do this anymore I'm not doing it Whereas if you start to start small is the easiest way and do things that you enjoy. So movement, if you don't like running, don't run. Like no. why? I'm not, I don't really enjoy running. I'm a fair weather runner. If I'm in a beautiful countryside and it's lovely and sunny and I've got things to look at, I'll run. 
but then I'll stop and have a little look around and take in the views. If it's running around, no offence, Bromsgrove or anywhere around, I'm not going to do it. But moving to music and doing weights, I love, so that's what I would do. And I think that's a really important thing to not, again, punishing yourself and doing mm. something that you hate doing because, again, you're not going to do that long term. And it is about making it part of your routine as yeah. well to a certain extent, Definitely. isn't it? Because that's what I find. Um, I find if I say to myself, right, I'm going to run Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning, then I will. Mm. Um, And I think, yeah, today's Wednesday, it's running day and it's just something you accept. And I love, what intrigues me is the offsetting um, of exercise to work-life stress and and, and, and things. Because I always joke to people, they say, how do you deal with all the stress? And I say, well, it's either I'm either in the pub or running or swimming (laughs) or cycling. And uh, it is. uh, People, I think, underestimate what exercise can do for the mental well-being, don't they? Definitely. It's becoming more apparent now, I think, Um, definitely in kind of the the things I look at and read. There's a lot, there is a lot of research on the effect of exercise and mental well-being. And more and more is being done and more and more is coming out. But just, I think, you know it yourself. If you're just sort of sitting at your desk and or just doing stuff around the house and you're not really moving much, you'd feel sluggish, you feel tired, and that in turn starts to make you feel a bit down maybe. You start, you're in your head more because you're thinking, you're mm-hmm. dealing with all your stresses. As soon as you get in your body and start moving for that 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, however long it is, you're in your, you're in your body, you're out of your head, you're breathing better because you're exercising hopefully um and obviously the different forms of exercise will be better for that like yoga is a really good one for kind of getting out of your head getting in your body um thinking about your breath um and yeah and that in itself will just switch up your mindset switch Mm -hmm. up your energy if you're feeling a bit you're in a bit of a funk and well, there was um some there was a study a few years ago wasn't there about police officers who um, were given bikes and the, the team that had the bikes were actually found to it almost eradicated sickness Amazing. because obviously they were pedaling around mm-hmm. and obviously uh you know if you're in birmingham city center and stuff it's not necessarily the best place to cycle but the the fitness and everything was obviously um as well as keeping them uh, physically fit and then obviously you get less less visits to the GP, less problems yeah. in your body if you do stay fit. It was obviously helping their mental well-being as well. The other thing that intrigues me, and I've done it a few times and I really enjoy it, but I never make time for it, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about that. Do you do mindfulness? Or? I do. I will admit yeah. I don't do it every day. No, but no. I do do yoga every morning. Yeah. So I, I treat that as my active mindfulness because I get up before the kids get up. I have two small children, so I... Get, get up before they're up because it's the only time you get a bit of quietness mm-hmm. um and I'll do my yoga and in that there is the breathing there's a mindfulness but it is amazing but it's the same as anything mm. the the mind is a muscle that you have to train so I think people think they've got to sit for two hours a day cross-legged on the floor you know peace fingers up in the air and doing this meditation it doesn't have to be that it could literally be you know if you're you could incorporate it into anything so if you've got two minutes at lunchtime you know just sitting on your chair feeling your feet underneath feeling your feet on the floor mm. feeling your bottom on the chair um, and then just taking a few deep breaths and focusing on your breaths and even just doing that for three minutes a day mm. can bring you into your your parasympathetic nervous system which is your rest and digest nervous system which is what we want to be in, but we're often in our fight or flight 
stressed. And more so, and it's only going to get worse as well mm. with people's increasing workloads. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And, and, you know, keeping the wolves from the door. Mm. Yeah, because I, I, I found that with swimming, because that's mm. why, because swimming, obviously I breathe every three, yeah. sometimes breathe every five strokes, mm. but after a few lengths, I just forget, and I just, my mind just wanders, and then yeah. I just start thinking about it. That's why I go, I've been this morning, because Wednesday's my deadline day, so I get things sorted in my head. Yeah. As I'm swimming, and I can do it with running as well. Brilliant. Not so much cycling, obviously you've got to watch out for cars yeah. and things, so you don't want to you know, be drifting, drifting into a state off. of no. mindfulness while you're cycling. Now, life coaching, because we all see that word, but we do, I don't think many people, they always say, oh, yeah, I'm a life coach. Mm. It, it, there'll be a lot of people out there who don't really know what a life coach does, or, or could you tell us a bit about your role? In well, my role is more, I don't see myself as a life coach, mm. but I guess it's do do making coaching. big life yeah, changes, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's more, I'm more obviously focused on someone's wellness, so I probably wouldn't go into their kind of, you know, family changes or job changes, but I think when you start with how you are in yourself, that's going to ripple. It's going to have a ripple effect. So the things that I do, um, again, with my clients that I work with is looking at stress, resilience, because stress isn't going anywhere. You know, no. we will always have stress. And also reframing how we think about stress and not people get stressed about getting stressed. <laughs> so, and that can cause problems, you know, can, can cause, cause illness. More yeah, exactly. So reframing how you think about stress, the stress response, is a natural thing we've evolved to have this stress response we need it and if we've got to jump out of the way of a bus that stress response is brilliant it kicks mm. in and it gets us out of harm's way um but you know an email is not going to really do us any harm but sometimes that email pings and you feel your heart beating faster you get you know you're anxious um so finding ways to deal with that and be more resilient to stress and that's probably a massive well it is a massive focus for me to to get people to be resilient to the stresses finding other ways to deal with it so a lot of times people might turn to wine for stress you know i've had a bad day i'll have a glass of wine to unwind well a that's going to affect your sleep and it's not really going to deal with those stresses it's not going to be a long-term um tool to use the stress no. so it might be and it's a cliche i know this having a bath you know, so you feel you've had a stressful day. So rather than the go-to being, I'll have a glass of wine, I'm going to take my book to bed, to the bed, or I'm going to take my book into the bath, have a bath, put some salts in, you know, some lavender salts or some magnesium salts that are going to be really good for sleep as well. It helps you sleep better scientifically having a bath. Well, you lo you'll love so. this because I've got a lavender hedge in my garden. Oh, amazing. And I strip off the flowers, put them in a clean sock, obviously, <laughs> and then I actually uh, run the hot water through it. Oh. Um, and then tie it up and just let it float around. And it's quite dangerous in the end, really, because I last about 20 minutes before I actually fall asleep really? in the bath. And then I wake up about 1am and the water's oh. gone cold. And I'm like, but when I do go uh, to bed straight after, I sleep like a baby. And, yeah, and you know too. that sleep that you get in the corner of your mm. eyes? I get that in the morning and you don't really get that until you've had a really good oh, sleep. Amazing. So it's pretty, And the thing about sleep, I think, is I do when I do have eight hours or more, I feel really good the next day and I think, oh, I must do this more. And then I never do. And mm. it's just, it is getting into the habit. Because I know people who say, oh, I'm in bed by nine o'clock. I didn't see that program on the television last night. And I think, God, yeah, it is, it is, it is my own fault. And I know I've got to do that. Um, you also said as well in your email that you're training to be um, a hypnotherapist and a counsellor. Yes. So what kind of things were you doing there and, and how can that help your, your clients? Well, from doing the online wellness coaching, I started to really get into all the mindset side of it. And um, quite often 
as a as a trainer you know you do start to take on you know listen to other people's problems in the group and they'll tell you lots more things than what you're expecting them to tell you and I, I just really started to enjoy that so I thought I'll give this a go and hypnosis has always interested me again it's accessing the subconscious mind we're making all these decisions generally from our subconscious mind we're not conscious of eating that other biscuits just before you know it's gone in and you're like oh what <laughs> how did that go in there um so that really interested me so yeah I just decided to do it so at the moment I mean I'm very early days I've just started the course um so at the moment obviously I would like to tie it alongside with um you know food and exercise weight loss um but who knows where that will go really but it definitely will help so you've got an exciting 2020 ahead. Hopefully, it is yeah. right what you said about the food, though, because they reckon that I'm terrible for it. I'll eat at my desk. Mm. And, of course, you're not actually – your mind is not taking yeah. in what you're actually eating. Absolutely. You're looking for emails, you're doing that, mm. and you're just shoveling it down. And they reckon that's the worst thing. You need to take your time to actually look at your food, enjoy it, Definitely. and then your mind will think, oh, yeah, you've had your lunch yeah. today. You don't need that. Yeah, it's registering that, that you're full. It takes afternoon. 20 minutes for your brain to register that you're mm. full. So if you're, A, just wolfing your food down at your desk, not really taking your time, you've eaten your dinner in five minutes, it's not great for your digestion either no. because you haven't used all those, you know, the, our physiology that digests food. You know, we've just mm. wolfed it down. Um, and yeah, we, we feel like we're hungry again. We haven't appreciated the food yeah. that we've eaten. I mean, I was sitting outside in the summer last year, just looking out, seeing the not so summer there. But yeah, last year in the lovely summer, sitting out in a beautiful park, eating my dinner with no phone on, just eating. And I looked up and there was a guy sitting there on two mobile phones, eating his lunch. I don't know how he was quite eating his lunch, just not even looking at it. And I was just like, Look around you, it's so beautiful. He's lucky he didn't you know. consume one of the phones. Well, isn't I, know. I, I was know. like, why do you need two more mobile blokes phones? weren't good at multitasking. Well, this is it. I just thought, just take, you know, nothing could be that important that you can't sit, have a look at the green grass and no, the trees no. and then yeah. look at what you're eating. And it might sound a bit, you know, airy fairy sometimes, but it is important. And getting out in nature is one of the best ways you can deal with stress. Seeing the shapes that are in nature, the geometric shapes, trees. You know, if you can get if you're near a beach, you know all those kind of things. Obviously, we're not, but um, so if you can exercise like you do, cycling outside, you know, if you can get out in green space and have your lunch and appreciate your lunch, take your time to eat it, give yourself that full half an hour of actually appreciating chewing your food, all of these little things are so easy to do without even changing what you're eating. You could be making a massive difference to your health. And then you can start. So to someone then technically might say they start on a Monday and they say, right, from this day, I'm going to get eight hours sleep. I'm going to drink two litres of water a day and I'm going to take time to eat mm -hmm. my food 30 minutes. They, they could see like, you know, they could probably they'll feel better and they could even see weight loss from that. Well, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're taking longer to eat, you're less likely to overeat. Um, you know what it's like, you know, if you are at a party and there's a buffet and you're sitting at the buffet table and you're chatting, you would just literally keep eating. And I do it, and you just keep it, and you're not even hungry anymore. You're not registering your food. You've probably eaten 500 extra calories than what you need for that day through not even being hungry. So I think definitely it can make well, a change. That's where the 20-minute problem comes in, isn't yeah. it? Because if you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, 20 minutes is actually a long time if you, mm. if you, if you are intent on, yeah. on, on shoving But again, if you're down. being mindful, yeah. you will then recognise when you're full. And also taking a bit of space between you and the plate <laughs> every so often, you know, having mm. a little sit back and, um, yeah, just, just enjoying your food. 
few chopsticks, probably burn a few calories well, as well. Well, there we go, yeah. I don't think I can again. do that yet. No, I can't, <laughs> so yeah, I'll be there. Food will be cold, but uh, yeah. yeah, I've burnt a few calories. So then just to um, recap, um, obviously the uh, drinking of the water, the eight hours sleep, or however, some people need a little bit more, some people need a little mm, bit less. Six to nine and, uh, hours is kind of like hours. an optimal yeah, if you could um, doing exercise, but don't punish yourself. Don't Absolutely. make it to. Don't get here thinking, oh my god, it's January. Mm. I need to be running a marathon by no. February the twenty eighth, because that's what you see with the gym as well, isn't mm. it? If you go to gyms, you do see all the shiny trained people, mm-hmm. the January club as we call them, the car those who go all year round. Call them. <laughs> you can't the get January in the car club. park. You can't get in the car park. You can't get on the machines. But then by February the first, they're gone. Yes, and then they're back in time to get um, try and get a six pack for their summer, summer holidays. Mm. Yeah. And then they're probably back again just before Christmas yeah. to make a bit of room for the turkey. Yeah, and I'm all for people, you know, joining the gym and, and of course, I'm for, for that and starting a new exercise regime. But just make your goals achievable and realistic is the big thing as well. You know, keep it specific. There's no point just saying, I want to lose weight, I'm going to join a gym. Well, then there's no start point, no. there's no end point, there's no midway, there's no measuring. You've got to make it. It's that whole smart goals thing being I, specific. I find my problem as well. If I cook from, sometimes I cook from scratch because I, I follow all the Slimming World recipes mm-hmm. and stuff. Now, if I do that at the weekend and I make a nice big batch of something, like I've done this week, I've got lasagna all week. Yep. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Every day. Like six portions of lasagna. <laughs> If I don't actually make anything to take to work, sometimes I'll be, you know, a call will come in or I'll write a story up Mm. or something and then I'll delay it and I'll be thinking, oh my God, it's nearly two o'clock, I haven't had my lunch yet. It's then that you go out and you think, I'll just pop to Mackey's or I'll just go to the chip shop and Mm. I'll just do that. And it's then, I think, so I think cooking your own food from scratch as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And enjoying it, enjoying enjoying cooking from scratch. And Mm. people are sometimes worried about that, say, I'm not a good cook. Well, you don't have to be. A lot of the stuff, you know, just chop an onion, chop a some garlic and yeah. just practice most of the things have come from a tin of tomatoes yeah. don't they there's oh, nothing in them there's no additives in there in just tin of tomatoes you've got your balti sauce can come from there your barbecue sauce yeah. can come from there a lot of the chinese dishes um sweet and sour things like that you, you can just spaghetti bolognese oh, everything yeah. comes from you can make so many and lasagna you can, and chili con carne mm. there's so many dishes that come from that base and the good thing is i think if you if you don't think you are a good chef just have a go. Exactly. Because What's the worst that can the happen, worst that can happen is you. you'll surprise yourself. <laughs> exactly. Mm, so I think staples in your cupboard have got to be, for me personally, tins of tomatoes, yeah. tins of mixed beans in just yeah. water, um, some good spices, some cumin, cinnamon, um, smoked paprika is a massive one. Like I literally get through jars of that stuff. I put it on everything. Yeah. Um, and you can make really nice things and just getting like, and lentils and pulses, all of these, they're peasant food. It's all cheap food. It and doesn't that tin have to of cost... salmon and tuna that's been there for three years that you've never drawn the... Yeah. Only comes out when you've got to give the kids something for the harvest festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> so if people want to... People want to get in touch with you. It's clairecrossfitness.co.uk. Yep. Yep. And you're on Instagram as well. That's mm-hmm. c.cross1980. Yep. And so what would they do? They could they can email you and tell, ask you yeah. what they want. You've also got your fitness classes. Where about in Bromsgrove are you based? Um, so I've got some Pilates classes in Finstall, at Finstall Village Hall that I do. Um, so those are the main classes I do. Obviously, I work in the gyms as well, which is Bromsgrove, David Lloyd. Um but yeah, if people need any tips, any advice, they can email me. They can just put a comment on my Instagram, send me a message through there. I try and put lots of 
lots of tips, lots of little clips of workouts, things you can do at home so you don't even have to join a gym if you don't want to. If the thought of going to a busy gym is freaking you out, I do think it at the, home. There's that thing as well where people don't want to take that first step. Mm. I mean, we, we've got a, um, a feature this week going at the latest about the walking sports, which is obviously mm. taken off in Bromsgrove. And Alan, who I was speaking to yesterday, that's what he always says, the hardest step to take is the one outside your front door. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, that's, the, uh, that's the hardest step to take. But I think there's a lot of people, they have this misconception, don't they, that when they turn up to a gym, people are going to be judging them on mm. their... Uh, when you actually get to a gym, nobody's actually interested. They're so intent no. on sorting themselves out exactly. that, that nobody notices yeah. that you've even got there. <laughs> Everyone's uh, just looking at themselves. In fact, yeah, they are <laughs> checking the, checking yeah, the, the no figures. And the other thing is, yeah, if you, if you, if you ask, ask most of them how many people were in the gym that you've just come out of, they probably wouldn't be able to tell you. Yep. No. They'll moan about the car park. That's oh, the main. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I've well, just come bothered, from. If you cycle or walk well, exactly, to the gym. Well, exactly, yes, absolutely. Excellent. So they can get in touch with you there. Um, it's clairecrossfitness.co.uk. Instagram as well. And just remember what we've, we've spoke about, really. So they're drinking the two litres of water. They're mm-hmm. getting a lot of sleep. And uh, we're getting enough sleep, not too much, because that can be just <laughs> as bad as a, as a minefield out there, isn't it? And, uh, it's all just, about just balance. Basically, it is Everything's all about, about life, balance. Life balance. Yeah. And then uh, that's all good. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. Are you happy to chat through a few new stories yes. from this week? Oh, gosh. Nothing too taxing. <laughs> Nothing too taxing. Um, bus users in using the 144 between um, Bromsgrove and Birmingham are facing massive cuts on the 26th of um, January. Um, there were 27 services, or there are 27 services currently, um, going from Bromsgrove to Birmingham each day and Birmingham to Bromsgrove each day um, on the um, weekdays, Monday to Friday. But from the 26th, there's going to be 15 services from Bromsgrove to Birmingham and 12 services going the other way. So it is a massive cut. And there was no consultation about this. It just um, somebody got in contact with us. And when we looked into it, this was the case. Um, I am speaking to somebody today about um, fears for parents because I know a lot of children use the bus to get from like Rubri if they go to, if they're on the Bromsgrove side of Rubri or towards Longbridge it, to get to um, North Bromsgrove High School. Um, and other uh, schools in the town so we are going to talk to that um, to them about that so the current story is actually on the website about what's going to be happening on January the 26th and hopefully we'll have an update in this week's paper I didn't need your input on that while that was just <laughs> I was um, have you ever it. been to the Chateau Ipney Hill Climb I haven't yet, no. no. Well, sadly, you won't be able to now because it's uh, this year's event has been um, axed. Um, on January the 1st, they put up um, a post on their Facebook saying, um, wishing followers a, um, a happy new year, saying a very busy few months ahead preparing for this year's event, which normally takes place in July. But then a statement on Friday confirmed it wouldn't be returning for 2020. Um, they've done five events. They've got... Um, They've had crowds of between like ten and 18,000 each year. It's a brilliant event. It's old cars battling against the clock up, up the chateau. Yeah. It, we just haven't been able to go. And it was up in a couple of times and it was really good. But they said they've got some more plans. They never said never for the future. Um, he said the future's a long time, but it won't be happening this year or next. But they reckon they've got some other events in the pipelines. So we'll have to just wait and um, wait and see. It's sad really for Droidwich because I remember doing the story when it first started um, 
because of the people who resurfaced the track, all the food vendors, all that, it generated a million pounds for the Droitwich wow. economy. Because all the hotels obviously were taken mm. up. You had um, businesses like Churchfield's Ice Cream and all these other food and drink vendors and Droitwich Salts. Um, but sadly, that won't be happening. But maybe, I mean, maybe something called Offset there um, with whatever event the Chateau comes up with next. Mm. So hopefully we'll see the hill climb back soon. But at the moment, that has been cancelled for this year. Um, now we've got this one. You'll like this story. You'll like this because, well, I interviewed Jonathan Coe, which I'll talk about a bit in a minute. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll talk about him now. Um, Jonathan Coe is a, um, an author from Bromsgrove. He wrote a book called Middle in England, um, which was named the 2019 Costa Novel of the Year. It's, um, it takes place during, before and after the EU referendum, and it contains a, a load of colourful characters and it's like a married couple who were devised by the um, divisive impact on their relationship. Obviously, one of them wants Brexit to happen, the other one doesn't. Anyway, he released it a year ago, and he wrote it the year before, and it's been named Costa Novel of the Year 2019. He finds out on the 28th of January if he's got the overall Costa Book of the Year, and uh, we've got a massive interview with him online now. Um, he grew up in the old Birmingham Road in Licky, so really is local, and he talks about uh, all the bookshops he used to know in Bromsgrove and uh, and the area as well, as well as his book, of course. Um, so you can read that online, and it'll be in Friday's paper. And then, just as I was about to type up the notes for that, this is the story you'll like, I had a lady from Channel 4 on who said, we've got Elise on the phone, who's from Northfield, and she's a mum of one, she's 29, and she's in this SAS Who Dares Wins. Is she? Yeah. So she's from Northfield. She's lived in Redditch as well, and Worcester, and, and God knows how many other places. There's loads of hails. I mean, she's moved around a bit, she said. That was her words, not mine. But yeah, basically, if you haven't seen the programme, um, there's Chief Instructor Ant Middleton, and there's the Special Air Services spiritual scottish homeland with its rugged coastline volatile weather and harsh landscapes and there's a load of grueling challenges it's amazing um, i love it do you like, yeah well, it's the well, best show on telly at the moment well there you go <laughs> you see. Well, this is what she said she said she was a huge fan of the show and watched every series but she always wanted to do it from the moment she saw it um but it wasn't until last year that they let women enter so that was the first series last year that women could enter so she applied she filled out the form sent in a video like they said then she had to do all these beep tests and stuff to prove that she's the fit fit enough for the show um she's a trainee stunt woman at the moment that's what she's doing with uh with her 2020 um she said she grew up dancing from a very young age used to play football um as she got older she came to love cliff diving and also um when she got through all the rounds, she couldn't tell anyone because obviously these program makers say, mm. you know, you know, we don't want to reveal this who's on the show till the last minute. And she said, when people found out I'd made it through, they weren't surprised, but they were very worried. I think if my daughter or friend was going on that, I would be concerned because uh, there are hardcore. some cool stuff. She said she'd researched it. She said she'd watched all the series, so she knew it was going to be tough, but it was actually a thousand times tougher mm-hmm. than she imagined. So we've got the full interview on there um, with her. Um, Channel4.com, um, you can catch up on the previous episodes or on your catch-up services on Virgin or, or um, uh, BT or, or whatever um, TV thing you've got. Um, you can catch up. It started on January the 5th, and it'll be this the third one this Sunday. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Elise from Northfield. Mm. So would you fancy doing that then? No. No. So you like watching it, but you do. Oh, my God. They are machines. It is extreme, isn't it's, it? It's the psychological side of it. And me and my husband chatted about it, and I said, do you think you could do it? And he said, the fitness, no. 
I said, what about the psych? And he thinks he could do the psychological side, but people just screaming at you and shouting in your face. And just because they're trying to obviously. Why don't you get a, a project then? Why don't you get someone to take on next next year's, and then you can sort out the physical side oh for them and get them prepared, and uh, and and your chap can do the, uh, yeah. the mental side. For I don't them. know. Yeah, I admire everyone that does that. I mean, some of the women are carrying men. They do a thing called the sickener, where they're having to run up and down lots of different activities to break them down. Basically, yeah. and they're running up and I'm going all over her interview here. They're yeah. carrying, these women are carrying men over their shoulder up a hill in Scotland. I'm just like, I can't get my breath. I'd be interested to hear that interview. You could start with, uh, like, start with Ninja Warrior and work <laughs> your way up, couldn't you? Yeah. Or, or Takeshi's Castle. Start with Takeshi's <laughs> Castle, then Ninja Warrior, and then work your way up. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Have you seen Wild Things as well? Have you ever watched that? No. That's quite funny. If you ever see Wild Things on Sky One, oh. um, it's... They've got a group of people and they're dressed in, like, it's nothing to do with fitness. They're dressed in uh, animal costumes and uh, the one of them's guiding the other one so they can't oh, see right. and they've got to give them instructions. And of course, well, you know, well, anybody who's been in any relationship ever <laughs> knows what it's like if one person tries to give the other person instructions mm. and they and then they have to uh, get through it. That's wild things. That's, that's worth a watch. That's always oh. good, a good laugh if you want some uh, some television to watch. But um, go back to that. SAS Who Dares Wins, 9pm Sundays. Um, we're three episodes in this Sunday and good luck to Elise. Obviously, it's already been filmed, so it's pointless me saying that, but I mm. uh, hope she does well. And my favourite story of the week, do you like cats? Um, no. I'm a dog person. Oh, a dog person. You're a cat person or a dog cats person. Cats love me, though. Well, they will do if you don't like them. I know. Because whenever a non-cat-loving person goes into a room, that's the yes. lap the cat's going to sit They just come on. and sit. I'll just feel something sitting and I'll just look around and I'll just see a cat sitting next to me. And it, yeah. Yeah, I hope people don't hate say me to for the saying owner, that, but I don't. You say it to the owner and they say, we haven't even got a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you don't know whether cats are deliberately winding the person up or whether oh, yeah. they actually are trying to convert you. Mm, I don't know. Don't know. Very don't lovely. Know. I'm more of a cat person anyway. She's oh. probably why this is my favourite story of the week. Sparta, a stray cat living on a Droitwich industrial estate. Staff there started feeding her. Then they became really concerned for her, so they contacted the RSPCA. She was taken there in November. Um, the RSPCA then noticed that she'd given birth recently, so they went back to find the two kittens, found them. Obviously, two kittens had no problem finding new homes because they're kittens. Um, so they had new homes, and then Sparta was left there. She was very aggressive, nervous, feisty. She used to lash out at the staff and everything. But then when the festive season came, they let us start um, wandering the corridors because there was less people there and less animals. And she became a bit more chilled. And then she met Albert, another cat with a heart condition. Oh. This has just got everything, this story. <laughs> and then they started really uh, getting on really well. And now they sleep together. They curl up together and everything. And then, uh, and now the staff are hoping to rehouse them together. Oh. What a lovely love story for January. Nice. January blues. A nice I'd story to beat the January blues. Um, so that's that. And uh, yeah, you can read that story on our Droitwich websites and it'll be in the paper this week, Sparta and Albert. It's a shame she wasn't called uh, Victoria, isn't yeah. it? That would have been nice. <laughs> so that's about all for the news this week. Let's quickly move on to the sport. Bromsgrove Sporting, just when you thought it couldn't get any better. They beat Tamworth, the league leaders, last weekend. 1-0. Broadhurst scored after 58 minutes. Sporting are now top on 48 points with 23 games played. Tamworth are second on 47 points, so just one point behind, but they have got um, three games in hand. 
But, you know, as all football people always say, you've got to have the points on the board. This Saturday, um, Sporting are playing King, Kings Langley away. They're in 14th, so hopefully it'll be another three points for the Rouselers this weekend. Droitwich Spa, they're going from strength to strength as well. They beat Willenhall 4-0, a Connor Collins hat-trick and a goal by Jack Davies. Droitwich are top on 30 points. That's the same amount as old Wolfrians, but unlike Bromsgrove, they're in the opposite position. They've got the three games in hand over of old Wolfrians, so hopefully they'll get finished top and get promoted there. They've got Bustle home uh, on Saturday. They're, um, Bustle home at home, should I say, on Saturday their third from bottom. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, the Saltmen can get a result. So we want the Rousers and the Saltmen to have three points by the end of uh, next week. Um, Droitwich were due to play last night, but wind, rain, terrible conditions the last few days, Storm Brendan. Um, thank you for getting that game cancelled. Um, so no game it took place um, last night. All that's left to say is... Claire, thank you ever so much for coming in. Oh. Have you enjoyed it? I have. Thanks it, for having me. Was it, as, uh, was it as daunting as you thought it would be? No. No, there you go. So clairecrossfitness.co.uk if you want to find out more. Um, and you'll be happy to help with any queries on fitness, sleep, definitely, yeah. water, everything. Lovely. We're going to help you get a great start to 2020, but don't push yourselves too hard. Mm-hmm. Now, for the other side of it, for the fun stuff and the entertainments that you've got to rein in a little bit in January, I think, mainly. But here's Claire with all the entertainments in Bromsgrove, Rubri, and Droitwich. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. This weekend, lots of fun things going on in Bromsgrove, Droitwich, Rubri and all over. My top picks, however, for you to see and do start with the amazing Darren Harriet. He's going to be performing at the Artrix on Saturday night. He was an Edinburgh Comedy Best Newcomer nominee and this is his brand new show. You may have seen his recent appearance on Live at the Apollo or on Russell Howard's Stand Up Central. He's also been on The Now Show on Radio 4 and I heard him recently on Fighting talk on BBC Radio 5 Live. He's a very funny man and he's also from our neck of the woods. He's from Birmingham, now lives in London, but he's definitely one of the most exciting emerging comedians in the UK today. And that's not just me saying that, that's everyone saying that. His comedy deals with everything from subverting stereotypes to everyday observations to that juiciest of topics, politics, all with cutting edge and a great smile. You can find out more about him on his website darrenharriet.com and get your tickets quick from the Artrix on Saturday night. Also at the Artrix on Saturday evening are the up beat Beatles. These guys are envied as the best in the business. There isn't a band to touch them. Eight bars of twist and shout and you will know why. No other band can perform this song like the up Beat Beatles. The show takes you through the Fab Four's long and winding road from the early cavern days through Beatlemania, America, Sergeant Pepper to Abbey Road with narrative and full multimedia presentation. If you love the Beatles, you're going to love this show. And if you don't love the Beatles, you're also going to love this show. You can find out all about them on their website, upbeatbeatles.co.uk. And if you are a Beatles fan, you may also be interested in the John Lennon trip 
tribute, which is also happening on Saturday night over at the Palace Theatre in Redditch. Playing the best of his solo work and his classic Beatles songs, this show is Lennon Retrospective and and will take you on a journey through John's best love songs, starting with his solo work and culminating in the early Beatles classics. The band is fronted by Lennon Lookend soundalike Gaz Keenan. Gaz is featured heavily, or he was featured heavily, in that ITV reality show. Do you remember it? The big audition. And he won through the auditions as the best John Lennon that was screened last year, or actually not last year, 2018, October 2018. It was, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? But you can catch it all on Saturday at the Palace in Redditch. It's going to be a great show. And um, yeah, decisions, decisions of where to go if you're a Beatles fan this weekend. Moving on to Sunday, the 19th of January. There's another Bromsgrove vinyl record and CD fair happening at the Bromsgrove Hotel and Spa, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. there. And every time we post about this on social media, we get so many people saying they've got loads of records and CDs to sell. So if you do, take them down or at least go and meet the dealers there. They're a great bunch. And it's so much fun, isn't it, going through old records records and CDs, especially if you're a music fan like me. I will see you there. Also on Sunday, there's a wedding open day happening at the Southcrest Manor Hotel in Redditch, 11am until 3pm there. If you haven't been to the Southcrest in Redditch for a while, they've done it up and it's gorgeous. It's all been done by the Laura Ashley team and their tea room. Oh my goodness, it's the best afternoon tea I've had in a long time. So amazing and what a great wedding venue too. So if you're getting married or know someone who is, let them know about this wedding fair. Definitely check out the Southcrest on Sunday. Great venue, great people. And you can also, at these wedding fairs, meet lots of the local suppliers and things. So it's a real opportunity to find some companies or get some ideas of things that you might want to do for your own wedding. Then my final top pick for Sunday is the Jack Reed album launch happening at the Artrix. This is a free entry event and Jack will be playing a mix of covers and songs from his new album. 1pm start there and what a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Remember, if you have an event going on, let us know so we can let everyone know in the standard on our website, on our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on them all. And we may just talk about your event on this podcast too. Have a great weekend and week ahead. Back to you, Tristan. Thanks, Claire. Loads going on in Bromsgrove, Rubri and Droitwich. That's all we've got time for this week. A big thank you to Claire Cross for coming in to talk about um, everything she does. So hopefully you'll be you'll be all improving your life in some way or another. Remember, not too far too soon. And all that's left to say is we'll see you next week. But don't forget, you can get daily updates at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droitwichstandard.co.uk. You can contact us through those websites. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. And if you've got anything that you'd like to see on this podcast, maybe you've got something, a hidden talent or, or something you've always wanted to talk about get in contact with us or if you want anything in the papers or on the website please let us know whenever people say why didn't you cover this event i always the only excuse i've ever got for not doing that is because i didn't know it was happening so please make sure i do have a great week and we'll reconvene with you at the same time next week (laughs) 